Welcome to the Digication Scholars Conversation Series. I'm your host, Jessica Chittam. In this episode, you'll hear part one of my conversation with Karen Gonzalez from the CUNY School of Professional Studies. More links and information about today's conversation can be found on Digication's Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Full episodes of the Digication Scholars Conversation Series can be found on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Welcome to Digication Scholars Conversations. I'm excited to be talking to Karen Gonzalez today, who is the ePortfolio Assistant at the City University of New York, or CUNY, School of Professional Studies. Thank you for joining us, Karen. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Um, let's just start off with a really broad um, topic, if that's okay with you. Um, tell us about how the CUNY system sort of works and where the School of Professional Studies, or as we'll probably call it, SPS, fits into that system. Sure. Um, so CUNY as an institution is uh, the largest public school uh, of New York, and it's composed of 25 uh, campuses of which SPS or the School of Professional Studies is uh, one of them. So our school is rather small and it is a branch of the Graduate Center. Um, and uh, CUNY's School of Professional Studies is really made up of uh, non-traditional students. So those students who are workers and who are frontline employees, parents, caretakers and such. Um, and those who are really just trying to excel in their career or move forward in their career um, or career changers. So we have quite a mix, um, but the majority of them do really look at SPS uh, to scale upwards in their current career or industry. Because it's an all, all totally online school, which is very unique. Yeah. Um, so uh, tell me about um, the resources that it draws on from the other CUNY schools in the system, it's, it's fairly unique in terms of the other schools, in terms of where it harvests its professors and whatnot, right? Yeah. So our school is 97% online, well, pre-COVID, right? Um, <laughs> and three of our programs were in person. Um, and so largely our students are in, engaging in this single face interface, right? Through Blackboard, um, mainly with the exception of the three in-person programs. And, um, you know, that has a whole world of its own. And so for us, it was really critical to, I guess, branch in all of the resources that we can through Blackboard, but also incorporating other platforms like ePortfolio um, or like Digication, better yet, to help students engage that much more. Um, along that, you know, we have uh, other tools that are incorporated in the courses, but the majority of our students are at home or on the subway or, um, you know, at their lunch break and they're and they're writing they're writing these course, the content of the courses, um, in addition to on the other end, having faculty I'm sorry, simultaneously do the same thing. So um, the majority of our faculty are adjuncts, which is uh quite different than uh, all the other CUNY campuses because our uh, our faculty form part of a really collective group nationwide and even uh, sometimes international. So um, it's really unique in that sense where we have a large number of faculty who are in other states and who are in other countries potentially um, delivering this content based on their expertise and their experiences as uh, professionals in the field as well. Mm -hmm. 
Very unique for sure. So in this 97% online program, um, how, how do you build a sense of community and belonging among all of those students who are often already in their careers and trying to move up? So it's just a different sort of environment than is typical um, in college. So how do you, how do you do that? You know, I think it really starts with answering, you know, the most basic question, which is who are our students, right? Uh, Understanding what that means at a much deeper level than, you know, the statistics, right? Where we, where we know where our students are coming from geographically, demographically. Um, It's really about understanding the needs of their, of our students and how can we best serve them as a community you know, at SPS, right, which is a small portion of such a large entity like CUNY. Um, And I think part of that actually has to deal with our own experience as students and now professionals. And so um, it was a very, I think, humbling experience for me coming into this role to be able to work with students at a much more dynamic level than Blackboard, right? So ePortfolio allows us to do um, much more than just, you know, write papers or um, pass exams, things of that regard. Students at SPS actually get the experience of really forming this dynamic piece of reflection um, and even just talking about their experience as an online learner. It's something that I always speak about with them because it's very important to not only pass your course, but also um, make sure that you're aware of what the takeaways of that is, right? What am I really learning in, you know, course number one, then course number 10, right? Um, What kind of connections am I building uh, from course to course? And it doesn't matter how long it takes. I think it's really about finding those points of connection for them. Um, And ePortfolio helps them do that. And I think that experience is what creates the sense of belonging for them, um, for them, the students. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in addition to that, I think as faculty or as staff, um, we're providing not only a service for the student, but also creating a community within our own group, right? Um, and that was our biggest challenge. It's it's a blessing, but it's also a, a one of the biggest challenges at our um at our institution because we don't see them face-to-face and because we don't get that in-person experience. Um, You know, for our team, it was especially, uh, I think it was one of the biggest goals for our team to be able to not only capture a larger audience of faculty, but also bring in the student element, which is not so easy (laughs) for us. and so it, w- it was really a, a, a really continues to be a gratifying experience of working with students one to one and also seeing how that translates in the classroom, right, through discussion boards or through, um, you know, voice thread reflections. Our students really do appreciate uh, that sense of, you know, rapport that's built between our team and them. Mm-hmm. So these are really the things that you're doing that make online education uniquely work for you. Um, I'm, I'm curious about what, how you interact with the students um, in your role. Tell me, as the ePortfolio assistant, um, 
what what exactly are you doing to interact with your students? Yeah, so we um, we are a very limited team. So it's just myself and one other colleague, um, and we serve about two thousand students per semester in the general wow. semesters. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's it's quite the ratio when you think about it. Um, and so our team is really, really relies on our resources, right? Like the push out of how we're going to help 2000 students in three months or four months. Um, and even so, those even smaller semesters, it's much more challenging. But our uh, program, we really built a model that helps students who work on offline hours between 12 and 5 a.m. when we're not available via email or via phone. Um, And we wanted to cater to students who are comfortable working, you know, during the day and also comfortable working in the evening, right? When they fulfill their other obligations at home and they have a pocket of time to, you know, elevate their e-portfolio or, you know, you know, chat in the actual conversations feature or um, make sure that they submit that assignment. Uh, And so we do that in four different ways. Um, We have a general team email in which all users, both students and faculty, actually uh, can contact us with any inquiries that they have. Um, We also manage three types of uh, other support. So the first is our student support sessions. Um, We actually implemented this not so long ago, and it's been a fantastic turnaround and feedback from students. Um, We actually built a system where students can schedule an appointment with the team um, and answer, you know, any questions that they have. But again, it's this one-to-one interaction where if they need that extra support in guiding them step-by-step, they can meet with us via Zoom. Um, Before COVID, some of them actually came into campus, which was kind of nice Um, We don't get to actually see our students. So it was really nice to have them on campus and meet with them one-on-one and really just brainstorm, right? Like, what are you thinking of this project? How can we help you elevate it? Um, What type of concepts or themes are you looking to create in this e-portfolio? So all of that brainstorming came about in the support sessions itself. Um, We then later incorporated a uh, student resource site. So this is probably the largest resource that we have available for students. And it is an e-portfolio that is a sort of master resource for our students in learning how to actually use the features of Digication, um, whether that's, you know, uploading image, uploading a file, embedding information, um, customizing their page. It has a a large menu of the tutorials that can be Uh, incorporated in the e-portfolio, as well as uh, an area just for them to get to know the platform, right? Like getting to know the terminology, getting to know how to access the platform from their Blackboard course. Um, And lastly, showing them examples of uh, previous alumni uh, and showing them what it can actually be, right? Like what the end product is. And I think it's really more for inspirational purposes, like so they can get motivated to start their e-portfolio. Um, but it's really just a center hub for them to engage with the platform, but also learn and be able to independently uh, elevate their work. And um, lastly, we have our student workshops. So this is also a new uh, a new element that we brought into the team where we meet with students uh, 
I think a couple of times a semester and we teach them how to get acquainted with the platform, um, but it's in this group setting. So it's really a, a training workshop in which they learn how to actually log in, um, how to activate their accounts. Um, some of the workshops entail uh, personalizing their e-portfolio uh, by customizing their pages with you know, design elements, uh, digital tools like audio recordings, visual recordings. Um, and then we also have what we call our e-portfolio signature assignments um, workshop. And in, in this workshop, students actually learn how to upload their coursework and how to submit it to the course for assessment. So again, just a broad, uh, a, I think a broad space for students to engage in what they need for that particular semester, whether it's their first semester and they're really just starting to get acquainted with the platform, or if they're a returning user and they want to comply with the course requirement. So it sounds like to me, you are a very busy lady. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 2,000 students to support in those ways. That's a lot. It is. <laughs> it is. It has been um, quite the busy semesters uh, and a lot of late nights, but um, yeah. it's really to support the students. And I think this is something that we thought of wholeheartedly of how we can best serve them. And, and again, answering that question of what are our students need? What are our students needs that are different from traditional students? And, you know, they're going to have different hours, as you mentioned. So, you know, this isn't the traditional nine to five. Mm -hmm. um, you know, what if they're only available after, you know, 9 p.m. when all the kids are asleep and things like that? You know, is yeah. that when yeah. you're on? You know, how does that? So that's a great question. And um, during the day, we're heavily active on our team email. So we try and have a quicker turnaround time for, you know, quick, quick inquiries of uh, from students or even faculty for that matter. Um our workshops are sometimes early in the morning, uh, sometimes at lunch and sometimes in the evening, like five or 6 p.m. Um, and so that allows students to tune in either during lunch breaks or early in the morning while they're going to work or in the evening when they come back. Um, for those students who work more in the offline hour period, uh, we heavily rely on the resource site. So they're able to go in and look at a tutorial that has a, both a video component and perhaps written instructions with screenshots to help them work through um, that feature. So thinking globally, we wanted to address every, or ideally we wanted to address everyone's, you know, um, concerns in, in that mm -hmm. sense. Mm -hmm. Synchronously or asynchronously, it seems. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, so how is COVID making this different? You were already mostly online. So what's changing now? Um, you know, I, I actually thought about this and it was interesting um, because even though we were an online institution or we are an online institution, COVID really did impact uh, our selective group or our selective community of students and faculty. Um, from the student perspective, many of our students uh, were unable to attend those workshops and those support sessions because they were, you know, working extended shifts um, and they were uh, having to not only provide for their families while they were at home um, and then juggle schoolwork, but they were also having to come home, you know, after a 12, 14 hour shift. So uh, we did see a little bit of a decrease in attendance or engagement overall from our students. Um, 
And so we really then relied mostly on email, right? So we sort of switched gears where there was a lot of momentum pre-COVID for this one-to-one engagement or for this in-person experience, so to speak, um, through virtual workshops. And then it sort of reverted back to our initial uh, experience, which was largely via email. Um, And then that really caused us to push out a lot more of the availability on the resource site for students. Mm -hmm. COVID's impacting everything. You wouldn't think it would have a big impact on an online program, but Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, the good, the good thing is, you know, I think the one, the one thing that I am most appreciative of our students is that they understand the demand of the course. So the courses at SPS are writing intensive. They are they demand a lot of discipline from them, and um, that's something that they understand. But it's also something that they need help in, right? And so, we thought instead of having or exposing you to, you know, f- feel a little bit more frustrated in doing your coursework, I'll shoot you a quick email that says, "Hey, look at this link. See what happens in the video." see if you can work through this feature and then let me know if you need help. Um, And a lot of the times it was a phone call, right? So um, they would follow up with a phone call or even a text message that said, Hey, I'm all good to go. Thank you so much. Or I need more help. Can you, you know, meet me for a pocket of 10 minutes or 15 minutes during my lunch break um, to help me work through this feature. So um, it was a lot of, extended communication, but the necessary to help students continue on with their coursework through these tough times. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so let's, I, I, I know that you guys put on um, an ePortfolio showcase every semester, and I'm really interested in hearing some stories about that. I've seen the showcases. I think that they are wonderful. Um, You've also uh, sent me a couple e-portfolios that are pretty amazing. I know at least one of them was a showcase um, winner. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I just have to say, you, you talked about them being writing intensive courses, and I was reading through these e-portfolios that you sent, and oh my gosh, those students are fantastic writers. But yeah. <laughs> I, want, I want to hear about um, some of your student stories, especially with the, with the showcase. Yeah, so we actually have an asynchronous annual showcase that happens every spring um, in which we open up a forum uh, for students to submit their e-portfolios as applications, as well as uh, having faculty nominate their students. Um, So it is a nice twirl to have both students who say, hey, you know, I've worked on this project, whether I'm in first year or capstone, um, and I want to submit this e-portfolio potentially for this contest, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And on the other end, having faculty actually say, hey, you know, you've done a really good job with this research project or this term paper, and they have the opportunity to do the same. So uh, it is a nice set of selections because we do get some faculty who uh, nominate students who are not necessarily so active in the course. And it's always nice to see, you know, the brilliant work that they're doing because they really do a fantastic job Um, I think any student does, but more importantly, you know, SPS students have a different circumstance that allows them to even reflect that much further, right? With being on the go all the time or working through mobile mostly instead of a laptop or a PC and and having, you know, 
any sort of challenge, I think it's really nice to see the culmination of that in the ePortfolio itself. Um, but circling back to the showcase, uh, this happens every spring. So we actually have a collective group of uh, faculty, staff, and partly some of our team. Uh, and they actually review this, uh, all the submissions. Uh, we give students feedback on how to elevate their ePortfolio just a little more before uh, final submissions are uh, handed in. Uh, and then our students, uh, actually students are selected based off of uh, design elements, uh, the content, the course content reflection, um, and uh, uh, I'm blanking on the last one, but essentially it's really an overall uh, sort of uh, set of categories that we score them on. Um, and we actually have a showcase site. So it is an ePortfolio site as well. Um, and we uh, highlight them there. So we actually post them there with a little blurb of uh, who they are and what their theme or focus is for the ePortfolio. Our students actually win a monetary prize. Um, so wow. that's also incentive for them to continue elevating uh, their site. Uh, and it's really nice to see. Uh, I know... Uh, one example of this is uh, Richard Short, which he's actually a 2009 uh, ePortfolio Showcase recipient. Uh, he is graduated with a Bachelor's of Arts in uh, Communications and Media. And this was, uh, or he used ePortfolio better yet, for his capstone project. So the students in this program uh, build a theme or build concepts in which they discuss, you know, what is the impact of social media on everyday life, or in this case, Hollywood, or um, how does social media impact, you know, human behavior and human interactions. And so he really took this to the next level in reflecting on, you know, being a student who started off on the West Coast of the country and how that transitioned to living on the East Coast, coming to New York and uh, the social media dynamic here, right, which is very powerful uh, in itself with the landmarks and with engagement, uh, both in and outside of the classroom. So he really did a, a stellar job on that end. That's wonderful. Yeah, it's just, um, I've been admiring it. And I've actually seen his before, funny enough, before I even knew I would be talking to you, I'd come across this e-portfolio and I already looked through it because it was, um, it was just very well done and quite comprehensive. So um, how about the other one that you sent? I'm really interested in, um, do you pronounce her name Rakshana? Yes. Yes. So she's just a phenomenal writer. I just have to say, and my master's degree is in special education. So I saw hers and I was in love. Yes. So Rakshana Ali is a uh, master's student in the disability services in higher education program. Uh, and this is her capstone project. So students in this program have an option during their capstone course to either create a research paper or uh, create an e-portfolio that reflects on their entire experience in the program. So this is a very, very challenging, but also rewarding project for them because they essentially create a program e-portfolio in three months. So they have to go back to their assignments from the very beginning of their time at SPS and uh, sort of 
connect the program learning outcomes to each course? How connect, how is, you know, DSSV 601, which is the first course that they uh, interact with, how does that connect to Capstone? How does that, how do you keep escalating and forming your uh, education in this particular area of study? Um, and so Rakshana is just a star. She's also an SPS colleague. So um, she is not only part of the student community, but also forms part of the faculty community as well. Wow. So um, this was a special project that she approached us with in wanting to focus on the importance of public policy um, with respect to uh, disability legislation, um, you know, that extended to volunteer the volunteer opportunities that she had encountered, you know, in her own community, um, whether that was, you know, helping out with the census uh, or helping out with voter registration, or even during this campaign, she talks a lot about the importance in elevating um, or creating better yet this inclusive community for all, you know, people for, for everyone. And so she really did reflect heavily on her experience as a minority, as a woman of color, and also as a mother, right? She did get her daughter involved too, which was a really nice surprise. And and her hope is that it creates a sense of transformation for the society, right? For the society that they live in, um, that we live in, and really form uh, a space of comfortability, but also an open space to speak about these issues that continue to um, arise and, and be, you know, under-acknowledged. This concludes part one of our conversation with Karen Gonzalez from CUNY School of Professional Studies. To hear part two, be sure to subscribe to Digication Scholars Conversations on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Digication Scholars Conversations is brought to you by Digication, a technology platform powering the most innovative ePortfolio programs in K-12 and higher education. Our website can be found at digication.com. This episode was produced by Drew Albanicius. Thanks for listening. <laughs>